0: Quest to accomplish something big, Amen. So, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the Book of Nehemiah, Amen. The Book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter two. I'm going to read, uh, beginning in verse one um, to verse six, Amen. When you're dealing with a narrative like this, you have to get the full context. We did chapter one. I'll just bring you up to speed, those of you who weren't here last week. Nehemiah found out that his city was in trouble, found out that the Jerusalem walls had been broken down. Um, the place was desolate, and Nehemiah's concern for it led him to do something great. Amen? And so we'll start in chapter 2. And um, verse 1, it says, And it came, in the, came about in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Adaxertes, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. The cupbearer would drink uh, the wine before giving it to the, to, to the king to make sure it wasn't poisoned. <laughs> Ain't that what a good job, right? Let me taste that wine first. Amen. Now, I had been sad in his presence. Watch this. So the king said to me, why is your face sad, though you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of heart that I was, then I was much afraid. I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs lies desolate and its gates have been consumed by fire. Then the king said to me, what would you request? So I prayed to the God of the heaven. I said to the king, if it, pleases the, if it please the king and if your servant has found favor before you, send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, watch this, that I may rebuild it. Then the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, how long will your journey be? And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I gave him a definite time. Turn to your name and say, neighbor, preparing for something big. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that we are in the winner's circle. I pray now that you would use me for your glory. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice. Cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And, Lord, bless the hearts of your people now, Lord. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ushers. Preparing. For something big in the winners, the winners circle. Amen. Um, last week I told you that Nehemiah um, was concerned about what was going on in his country. I believe that if you're going to prepare to do something great in your life. You have to care about something bigger than you. It has to be something bigger than you. It has to be something, amen, that, that doesn't really relate to you, but it does affect you in some way. I believe that preparation is the key to everything. I believe that before you step out to say you're doing something by faith, the Bible talks about that we must first calculate the cost. For instance, people get married and they don't prepare before marriage. Amen. People say, well, God told me to do this and they step out and do things that God didn't tell them to do. Amen. Do I have anybody? How many of you have made that mistake before? You thought it was God, but it was really you. Come on, somebody. You knew you should have left that book alone. Amen. You, amen. You knew you should have went somewhere else. But all of a sudden, you found yourself in a fix. You found yourself, amen, uh, fallen, weak and tired and troubled because of the decisions that you made. One thing I like about Nehemiah in chapter 1, one thing I like about Nehemiah, told you last week, Nehemiah decided that in his preparation, he was going to pray. I believe that prayer, amen, precedes everything. I believe that before you attempt anything, before you say, God told me to do this, then you ought to pray, just like I asked you with the first fruits. I didn't want you to make a decision, I want you to pray. And if you have a connection with God, amen, God will answer. Next week I'll show you how God answers prayer. But as we find Nehemiah, I told you last week that Nehemiah was concerned. I believe that if if you're going to prepare to do something big, you have to have some form of concern for something bigger than yourself. Do I have anybody? I told you last week if you're going to prepare for something big, you must what? Care. Amen. And some of us don't care about anything. We're just living. Come on, somebody. And we're living for who? For ourselves. I told you the next thing you have to do is what? Cry out. There's nothing wrong with you crying out to God. Amen. I told you, sometimes folk look at me in my car and I'm just, you know, they see my hand gestures, you know what I mean? They see me, amen. I'm talking to God. They, don't, they think I'm fussing. I'm really talking to God. I'm praising him and I'm thanking him. Come on, somebody, for all the things that he has done. I believe that it's foolish for you to attempt anything, business venture. Uh, relationship, whatever it may be without proper preparation. Amen. I want to be in the winner's circle. Come on somebody. And and let me say this to you. Sometimes the world may make you think that the winner's circle is just for the elite. That the winner's circle is just for those who have more education but when you have the favor of God, come on somebody. God can take a cupbearer. Come on, somebody. God God can take a janitor. God can take, come on, somebody, someone working, amen, at McDonald's and use them. Not that McDonald's is a bad job, by the way. Amen. Amen. And use them for his glory. You see, I believe it's all about our desire. And the thing about Nehemiah is that when he heard about his country, when he heard What was going on, Nehemiah decided, listen, not only am I going to cry out, but Nehemiah examined himself. And what's the last thing I told you last week? You have to confess. That's the point that stuck with me all week. That if I want God to do something in my life, I have to examine my life. Come on, somebody. And I got to ask God, God, where is the sin in my life? Because I cannot properly move forward if i have sin clouding come on somebody my vision and it's clouding my heart anybody agree with me on that amen and let me say this about sin sin is very deceptive now when nehemiah prayed in chapter 1 if you have your bible when he prayed about his sins he said nehemiah said in verse 6 He says, let your air now be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant. It's chapter one, which I'm praying before you now day and night. Notice Nehemiah's consistency. Nehemiah's consistency was the fact that he prayed what? Come on, somebody. Listen, you may have been praying and you haven't gotten an answer yet, but don't you give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. And don't give up on prayer. Be persistent with God. Listen, some of you have been asking. You know, there's some things on my prayer list that I've been asking for for years. And guess what? Last year, watch this, a couple of them came to pass. Now watch this. I thank God that I persisted in my prayer life. Are you with me? Watch this. He says, I prayed on behalf of the sons of Israel. Look at this. Uh, Your servant confessing what? The sins of the sons of Israel, which, you have, which we have sinned against you. Look what he says. I and my what? Father's house have what? Sin. May I say this to you? Nehemiah took responsibility not just for what they did, but he took responsibility for himself. See, it's easy to stand from this position and say, oh, well, the reason things are going that way in their lives is because of them. But what I love about Nehemiah, Nehemiah also looked at himself. And I want to talk to you today, and I want to help you with something this morning. Stop looking at everybody else and start looking at you. Start paying attention. You're saying, well, well, I'm doing right, but he's doing wrong, but you just, but you just lied. Come on, somebody. You you just had a negative thought. You just you didn't pray last night. Amen. Prayerlessness is a sin. Did you know that? Amen. When you don't pray, it's sinful because God says you ought to talk to me. Are you with me? Watch this, verse 7. He says, we've acted corruptly against you and have not kept your what? The commandments or the statutes or ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Now watch this. Nehemiah realized something. (laughs) Nehemiah asked the question, why is it Oh, how is it that, first of all, remember what I told you, context. They were in Babylon for 70 years. They had gotten out of Babylon, and now the gates were burnt down. The walls had not been rebuilt, but they were going about their lives like everything was okay. But if they would have read the word... Come on, somebody. The word said that one of the things about Jerusalem, it's God's place. And one of the things about having the walls up is that you are now in the, in you have protection. You have, amen, a line of defense so the enemy would not come in. Now watch this. In your life, I asked you this question last week. Are you living in the ruins are you just comfortable with the ruins in your life or are you willing to rebuild what has been broken down? Have you just accepted your life or are you willing to do something about your life? But here's the thing. You and I have to look at the word and look to the word of God and say, God, where have I Watch this. Or what have I forgotten from your word that I need to be doing? Come on, somebody. Nehemiah said, God, the way I've sinned against you is that I have not kept, come on and help me, your word. See, here's the thing. If you don't read the word, how can you understand the word? Do I have anybody? And what the enemy will try to do it's to get us to, watch this, to not understand the word, but not apply the word. The word of God is how we become stronger. Look at verse 8. He says, remember the word which you commanded your service, Moses, saying, if you are what? Come on and help me, somebody. Nehemiah is going through the scriptures now. And Nehemiah is remembering what thus says the Lord. May I help you something? If you're going to attempt something big, you got to remember what God said. And you and I have to be faithful to what he says and then apply it to your life. Are you with me? Look at verse 9. He said, but if you return to me and do what? And keep my commands and do them, though What? Those of you who have been scattered were in the most remote part of the heavens, I will gather them from there and will bring them to what? To the place which I have chosen to cause my name to dwell. In other words, Nehemiah is saying, God, you said that if we obey, you will take care of us. And I want to help somebody with something here today. Until you obey God, come on, somebody, things are not going to work out for you. Because God says obedience is better than sacrifice. He says, God, you said that if I obey your word, you're going to bless me. See, I want to be in the winner's circle. But I found out something, that the only way to be in the winner's circle is I have to make sure that I apply, Amen, God's word to my life. Look what, look, look what he said. Look what he said. He said, verse ten. He says, "They are your servants and your people whom you have what redeemed by your what." Anybody here been redeemed? Anybody here been Amen? Set free? Anybody here been delivered? Now, let me ask you a question. How's that working out for you? Because here's the thing. When you've been redeemed, when you've been set free, and if you're not living in the winner's circle, you got to go back to basics. And oftentimes, we leave the basics because it becomes boring. I just said something. But if you have drifted away from the Lord this morning... It's not too late to return from where you are. Do I have anybody? The writer says, Nehemiah understands something. He says, God, you redeemed them by your power. Look at verse 11. He says, oh, Lord, I beseech you. May your ear be what? Attentive to the what? This is his prayer. Of your what? And the prayer of your servants. Who delight to what? To revere your name and make your what? Oh, touch somebody and say, I want to be successful. Let me tell you where success comes from, the hands of God. Listen, you, you want success, but you don't pray for it. Come on, somebody. He says, God, make me what? Successful. Make us what? Successful today. And watch this. And grant him compassion before this what? Now watch the text. I'm going somewhere. Watch this. See, if you want something, you can get it. But you and I have to be willing to ask God for his favor. Tell you, Debbie, you got to ask him for favor. You got to ask him for success. Lord, make us successful. There's nothing wrong with asking God to be successful, but watch this. (coughs) Nehemiah finds himself in a, watch this, in a situation that seems impossible. Nehemiah is saying, what can I do? The thing I can do is pray. See, I don't have to fight for what I want. All I got to do is get on my knees and pray. All I got to do is trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways, acknowledge him. If I obey his word, God will manifest what I need in the now. Touch somebody and tell them I need it now. Amen. And I need what I need now so that I can bring glory to God. Do I have anybody? The text says he asked God to have favor. And I want to help somebody with something today. I want to help you with something today because watch this. The text says, now I was the cut bearer to the who? Amen. Now watch this. A man who was insignificant. Amen. But his position, I told you last week, was of most importance. Nehemiah served the king for a very long time. It was a high-profile job. It was a job that he needed. The person who had that job needed to be one that could be trusted. Number two, he had to be faithful. Number three, he could not be affected or infected by the king's enemies. Do I have anybody? Could it be that you're not where you're supposed to be because God knows you're not faithful? Because God knows you're not trustworthy. Because God knows if I give you a million dollars today, I won't see you again. Come on and help me. God knows who to trust things with. Because he's God. And he knows you. But your prayer, I told you last week, it reveals what's in you. Some of us are just praying for things amen rather than praying for breakthroughs come on somebody some of us are praying for trinkets and God says listen you need a character overhaul come on somebody God change me God take this negativity from my mind God transform my thinking so that I can handle the blessings that you oh I'm talking to myself I don't want to think like that anymore. I don't want to speak like that anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. But God, I need you to change me. See, we got to change our prayer. And when our prayer changes, God answers. Now watch this. Now here's what's interesting about chapter 2. I said all that to get to chapter 2. And it came about in the month of Nisan, not the Nissan Central, <laughs> Nisan, Nisan. Watch this. This was January when Nehemiah prayed, I'm going to help somebody with something. It was four months earlier. There's a reason why certain things are placed in the Bible. Can you imagine that he prayed four? It's been four months. I'm gonna say it one more time, see if you're catching. I don't think he caught that one. Let me see you, let me see if you can catch that. Some of you have been praying, and you've given up. But Nehemiah prayed. And it had been four months from chapter one. Come on, help me somebody, to chapter two. Four months. How many of you have given up praying? How many of you have given up praying for that very thing that you really desire because it hadn't happened yet? You see, I want to help you with something. Don't you stop praying. Don't you stop persisting. Don't you stop calling on God. Let me say this to you. He may not come when you, but he'll show up. See, God knows the proper time, watch this, to promote you. He knows the proper time, watch this, to bring your breakthrough. And here Nehemiah, let me tell you, do you know Nehemiah's name? Watch this, what's so powerful. Names meant something in the Bible. Nehemiah's name meant God comforts. Can you imagine that? His name meant God comforts, but yet here he is. Come on, somebody. Been praying, God. I'm praying for this thing. I'm asking you that when I go before the king, the only person that could help him is the king. Because he was in captivity. Now, may I say this to you? Just because you're in captivity come on somebody just because you're tied down to a nine to five just because you're tied down to something you're doing that you really don't want to do doesn't mean that God can't give you favor watch this the desire of your heart will match the outcome are you with me if you stand in line for favor it's going to be not because of what you have but because of what's in your heart because God knows the desires of your heart. Do I have anybody? I thank God for Nehemiah's name. That God comforts. Look at this. It says, now in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year, King Artaxerxes, the wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad, what? In his, what? Amen. Presence. Now let me say this to you. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Look at verse 2. It says, so the king said, why is your face sad? Though you are not what? Sick. This is nothing but what? Sadness. See, there are two types of sadness and depression. People say, I'm depressed. Amen. I know the difference. There's one sickness that's come from physical sickness, but there's there's something called heart sickness. Continence. My first point is this. Watch this. If you're going to prepare for something big, the first thing I see in Nehemiah is I see his continence. Watch this. Watch this. Listen. First of all, Nehemiah knew that when you came into the presence of God, I'm sorry, the king. If your face, as a servant, looked down and you brought the king down, you would die. But Nehemiah could not hide it anymore. Some of you, I'm looking at you, and you can't hide it no more. You 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 didn't put on makeup and eyelashes, and you can't hide it. I don't think you heard what I said. Brothers, you put on a new suit and I still see it. See, see. here's the thing. When you want to do something greater than where you are, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of where you are, come on, help me somebody. It will show in your face. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. When you are destined for something big, it will stay on your heart until you are in the will of God. Nehemiah knew the consequences, but he couldn't hide it anymore. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you what I'm really saying. <laughs> let me tell you what I'm really saying. Nehemiah went to work with a heart, but his heart was no longer in it. Anybody getting up and going to work? Amen. And your heart just not you just you. you come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Listen. <laughs> What he had joy in doing before, he had no joy anymore. I'm going to say it one more time. What he was happy about doing, he found no more joy because, watch this, he had a higher calling. And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. Until you find that higher calling, until you find that purpose until it comes out and starts manifesting in your heart that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Listen, money can't fix that problem that you have. Come on, help me somebody. Listen, listen, listen. A new car can't fix that problem you have because guess what? It shows in your continence. Listen to this. When you discover what God wants you to do with your life, you will no longer settle in the place where you are. You see, God has something greater for you. God has, I'm going to say it one more time. You missed that. God has something greater for you. You got to pay attention. Ask yourself, when you get up tomorrow and you strap up, amen, and you get up in there and you say, and ask yourself, walk around there and see, see if your heart is in it. If your heart's not in it, There's something higher. This God is calling you to something bigger. Listen, stop just paying the bills. You got to put something in the bank. I just said something. You hear what I said? I'm saying one more time. Stop just paying the bills. You gotta put somewhere. Yeah. You gotta live for more than just enough. Come on, somebody. But when you find your purpose. But I'm going to say it one more time. When you find your, when you attempt to do something big, watch this. Preparation. Pay attention to your consciousness. As you said, I'm waking up every morning. I'm going to work. I'm doing the same thing. Amen. I feel like a machine. I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. But when you have a God call on your life, when you have a purpose in mind, when God, listen, when you discover, Discover the thing that God wants you to put your hands in. Watch this. I'm not saying that what you're doing is not what you, I'm saying it could be greater. How many can say it could be greater? Listen, and you climbing up the supervisor ladder doesn't mean that's greater. What I'm saying is, does your life, watch this, impact somebody else's life? Is somebody better because of you? come on see and Nehemiah's continence I see his continence I see his continence watch this the king said man what's wrong with you man do you know I can kill you listen a servant this is what a part I like about this a servant was never to let his negative emotion show before the king and some of you come to church before the king every Sunday and your continence Come on, somebody. It deserves execution. Don't want to say amen. Ouch, amen or thank you, whichever one, whichever one worked for you. And then you need God. When you need God, you when I need God, when everything working out, but let let, let you miss a paycheck. Let something start happening. Let stuff start breaking down. Let stuff start happening. Don't talk to me. I don't feel it today. Amen. Listen, you better back off. This ain't the time. And then you start making all these different comments. Amen. That let people know you're on the warpath. Amen. But Nehemiah didn't say a word. He was respectful. Watch this. Could it be that your boss is looking at you when you go to work? And your continence is whatever. I'm just saying, the Bible said whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, not as unto man. So you may not like where you are, but until you get into your calling, you'll never be satisfied. Listen, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Pay att- tell your neighbor, pay attention to your continence. And look, I can see sp- past the smile. Because after the smile, there's a frown. Come on, somebody. After the, after the smile, there's a... Oh, yeah. Listen, you communicate more with non... With, with, non-verbal actions than you do with, 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 with your action, with your, with, your, with, your, with your words. Amen. I ain't got no attitude. <laughs> you say you ain't got no attitude, but you're looking sideways. Then you get on Facebook and you're cursing everybody out. See what I'm saying? You go on Twitter and put these little subliminal messages out there. You find what I'm saying? Talking about, it? yeah, I'm good. Come on, somebody. Nehemiah is sad. Why is ne- Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What are you sad about? I, I know. I know. I know. Life didn't. Life didn't turn out the way it's supposed to. It's. it's not going the way. It's. I. I. I, I, get, I. I'm saying I'm. i Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. I'm just, Do you care about anything other than you? Okay. All right. Here we go. Verse three. Let's look at verse three. Amen. Y'all with me? Listen to this. He understood that if he go, if he went into the presence of the king, listen, you know, you know why when the when the when the servant went into the presence of the king, why he had to look alive? Because it suggested to the king that he had some dissatisfaction. And watch this. And to the king, he's like, hold on, I've given you. How do we come before God sometimes? We act like we, you know, just so dissatisfied. God's like, I woke you up this morning. Matter of fact, when you went to that club last night, the reason your liver didn't give out, uh-huh, Reason you didn't lose your mind when you smoked that bad dope? See, I kept you. I, sometimes I just got to get down in the gutter What you, see, see if we can scrape up some stuff, you know what I mean? Because we get saved so long, we forget. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you made it home. Your car was parked like this, but you made it home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. that's right, that's right. You thought you found a deal on, 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 on offer up, and you met that person. they were planning to kill you, but guess what? I protected you. Your child walked home and there was a pedophile living the next street over, but guess what? I protected them. I did that. But when you come in my presence, you act like you're dissatisfied with what I'm doing in your life. Check your continence. Check it. And the thing about the pastor, he's got a window to your soul. So when you tell telling me I'm good, I see behind those pearly whites. Amen. Watch the text. Verse 3. Watch the text. I, I'm, I'm gonna sit down. Look at that. He, he said, "I said to the king." Now, now notice how, notice how Nehemiah turned the thing around, right? Nehemiah had to get it right, right quick. But watch this. He said, "He said." Notice what he says right at the end of verse two. He said, "Then I was what? Very much what? <laughs> he knew. He knew." But you ever been? I, I'm sorry, I can't leave it. Listen, you ever been to a place where you just not happy? y'all you tried to fake it still not happy I mean I'm just saying I'm saying y'all I'm just saying you just you you've been faking it but it's just not working anymore at some point it's gonna show amen watch this he said I said to the king now look what he did let the king live forever (laughs) he said let me get that right Shoot, king, you better live forever, king. Look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he said. He says, "Uh, king, uh, why should not my face not be sad? Now, let me explain to you about Nehemiah's wisdom. When the city, the place of my father's tomb, lies what? Desolate. And its gates have been what? Consumed by fire. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what Nehemiah understood. It's sometimes when God positions you, you got to use wisdom. Watch this. This is the same man, amen, that destroyed it, that held up the work. This I'm saying one more time. This is the same man that held up the work. This is the same king that said, y'all better stop working. So Nehemiah had to be wise because if he would have said Jews, he would have killed them. See, when you open your mouth, God will give you wisdom when you're destined to do what he called you to do. Think before you, come on somebody, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Nehemiah, listen, listen, this is the man who stopped the rebuilding of Jerusalem. And now Nehemiah was going to ask him to reverse the order. And whenever a king put his name on something, he would never reverse the order. So therefore, what we need, if we're going to prepare for something big, we need divine intervention. Are you with me? But not only do I see Nehemiah's, his countenance, the next thing I see is, is courage. Some of us, we cave in. You have to be courageous. You have to, sometimes you got to dig deep for it, y'all. And you got to pull it up and you got to say, you know what, I know it hurts right now. But guess what? It's going to pay off after a while. Y'all with me? The text says that Nehemiah said to him, the king said to me, verse four, what would you what? Watch this. So I prayed to God. Notice what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah didn't just get all happy. Nehemiah whispered a prayer. You know why? Nehemiah was a praying man. Listen, maybe God has you where he has you because he wants you to pray more. But Nehemiah said his courage to come before the king, putting his life at risk. And watch this. What are you risking your life for? Look at his courage. Look at his courage. He says, what would you request? Let me say something to you. It wasn't the king granting the request. It was God granting the request. But what seems difficult, God can change the hardest of hearts. Come on, somebody. Some of you in situations where you don't feel like it will ever change. You don't think your husband's going to change. You don't think your wife's going to change. You don't ever think your kid's going to change. But I want to help you with something. If you keep praying. God will put you before that person. And they will ask you, what can I do for you? Do I have anybody? He'll take your enemies and make them your best friends. Amen. He'll take your enemies and make them your footstool. Listen, the Bible is clear about this, but Nehemiah was cautious, but he was courageous, y'all. He showed courage, and oftentimes God is giving us opportunity, but we won't, listen, we're not courageous enough to do it. Could it be that you're stuck doing the same thing that you should have given up years ago, but you don't have the courage to leave it? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Fear has gripped you. Come on, somebody. And because we become complacent, we become comfortable, God wants you to step out and do something big, but it has to take, it takes courage. I see Nehemiah's courage. He knows, man, listen. Do do you think, now watch this. The first thing that Nehemiah did was what? Prayed. The text says, and I what? I prayed to God of heaven. Look at verse five. Look at verse five. I said to the king, "If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found what before you, send me." Listen. Don't be afraid to ask for the impossible. Listen. When when God positions you, ask for a million dollars. Don't ask for two hundred thousand. Ask for. Listen. If God puts you in a position, yeah, I need $20 an hour. What What's the worst they're going to do? <laughs> they're going to fire you? What they're what they going to do? They're going to tell you no? See, Nehemiah was willing to ask for what he needed, but watch his request. Watch what he said. He said, listen, if it pleases the king, if your servant has found favor before you, send me to Judah, the city of my father, cities of my father's tombs, that I may that, notice what Nehemiah says, that I, I'm going to say it one more time, that I attempting what? Something what? Big. Do you think he could do it by himself? No. But he was willing to be the one to say, I will do it. How many of you are going to say, I'm going to do it? How many you going to do it? But not only do I see his courage, but you ready for this? You got to make sure you do this. His career for what? His calling. See, this is where a lot of us miss it. What are you willing to sacrifice for your calling? Let me tell you what a calling is. It's something bigger than you and it affects not just you but it affects everybody. So you got to ask yourself a question. Your career can be your calling, but it won't be your career. <laughs> I just said something. In other words, you got to stop complaining about going to work and say, God, you've called me to this. Where can I make a difference? And if your calling is your calling, then you will continue to see the favor of God. Listen, he was willing to give up a comfortable life to go live in the ruins. So that means that when you give up your career for your calling, it's not going to be what? Comfortable. Nehemiah says, Listen, if I found favor, God, favor, king, I want to go back and do what? I want to do what? I want to rebuild what? Then the king said, To me. The queen sitting beside him. You know why? You know why this? Why that's placed there? Because this was a private setting. Usually, the queen would not be in a public in a public setting. It says, "Notice this! Notice this! Notice this! Notice this! Notice this!" He says, "I'm gonna stop right there." He says, "He says, and the queen was sitting beside him." But I want to say to somebody here today, your career has got you. But pastor, I got to take care of my family. Try your calling and see if you take care of your family then. See, when you're living for more than just money, and it's a calling, you will succeed. There's no doubt in my mind. I am living out my calling, not just as a preacher. I do a lot of things. I build websites. That's my calling. Amen. I help people transform their lives through fitness and health. That's a calling. I took what I was making money with and turned it into what? A calling. What's your calling? Write that down somewhere with a question mark. What's your calling? Some of you say, I already know what my calling is. But why aren't you doing it? Amen. Amen. And part of your calling is to get prepared. Amen. Y'all still with me No. All right. God wants doctors. He wants lawyers. He wants nurses. He wants janitors. He even needs store clerks. He needs entrepreneurs so that wherever you go, you become a change agent. Amen. So when you turn your career into a calling, you're stepping out to do something big. So that when you leave this earth, you leave a mark you leave something not just for your grandchildren or your great grandchildren but you leave a mark such and such was here they made a difference amen my, my my daughter my young daughter she 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 see here's how the enemy works tries to mess you up she we went on her grades the other day and it said she had a 58 i was like what my 12 year old she don't never get 58 <laughs> That, that's a setup for a beat up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. You don't come home with no 58s in this house. Amen. That's a setup right there. So my wife emailed quickly. My, my wife quickly emailed the teacher, right? teacher said, Oh, it was just a mistake. That really, she got 105. And she said, And by the way, while I'm telling you this, I want to tell you she's one of the most beautiful child, children that I've had the pleasure to teach. She shows leadership. She showed. I said, man, now that's what I'm talking about. When the world can talk good about you. Yeah. Nehemiah could speak to the king because, watch this, because he had what? He had a good character even though he was in captivity. Come on somebody. But he had the courage to ask. Some of us Don't have because we don't ask. And here's the other thing: we won't give up our careers for our what? Calling. Amen. Preach, pastor, preach. Amen. I felt that one. Amen. Let's go to the last verse, and I'm done. Shoot, y'all, y'all made me. Amen. Y'all made me lose my place. Look at this. It's your fault. Where where is it at? Okay, here it is. Where we at? Oh, verse six, right here. Yeah, yeah. Right part right at the end of verse six. Watch this. Watch this. What did I say? His career for his calling, right? I promise you I'm done. Watch this. Verse 6. Verse 6. Watch what he said. I'm waiting for all the people coming late. That's why I'm that? He says, look what the king asked. Look at what the king asked. Y'all stay with me in the story. How long will y'all what? And when? King said, I ain't giving up this good help. Shoo. Watch this. You, you, do you feel like that's your job? You're in demand. See what I'm saying? If you leave, something's going to break. You feel what I'm saying? They need you. See what I'm saying? They need you watch this, watch this. So it pleased the king to send me, and look what he did. And I gave him a what? Yeah. And let me ask you this. Nehemiah did not know that God was going to answer his prayer that day. Because for four months, he's been going in the presence of. But Nehemiah had been planning. In his mind, yeah, I'm finna, I'm finna do this. If, if, if the opportunity, it's preparation. So stop sitting around saying it's not going to happen for me, and start writing it down. Set some goals. It may not happen now, but tell somebody it's going to happen eventually. Not only do I see his career for his calling, but lastly, his what? His what? His what? Listen, his passion drove him for four months of planning. Saints, his commitment to this was real. So that when God positioned him for favor, he was ready for the answer. Tell your neighbor, when God positioned me for favor, I'm going to be ready with the answer. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. When people take trips on a plane, they have to go to the airport, right? Amen. To catch the plane to their destination. You have to make sure that when you get to the airport, you know your destination. You know what gate, you know what flight number, you know know, what plane you have to board. When you go to the airport, that means that you're intending to go somewhere. You don't just show up to the airport and jump on any plane. You need a, tell your neighbor you need a destination. One time before cell phones were out, a doctor, Dr. Jones, was at the airport. And uh, he heard his name over the speaker saying, Dr. Jones, please come to the courtesy phone, the white courtesy phone. It was his assistant on the other line. She tracked him down because she had new information to tell him about his flight being changed. She needed to give him the directions that he needed to get on the new flight. Now, of course, there are thousands of people in this airport. There are people all over, but his assistant needed him, so she called him by his name. He heard his name. He got the message even in a busy place. God has invited every Christian to the airport. I wish I had somebody. And he has a destination for you. He has a flight number for you. Come on, somebody. He has, amen, a particular gate that he needs you to be in but if you don't answer the call come on somebody if you don't commit yourself to paying attention to what he says you'll miss that flight touch your neighbor and say neighbor I'm getting ready for something big I'm preparing to do something big I don't know about you but my life is not going to be the same in 2018 touch your neighbor and say neighbor I am in the winner's circle i'm committed i'm committed neighbor i know my career but i got a calling neighbor and no matter how far i may drift off the path i know one thing that everything is going to be all right high five somebody and tell them i'm going somewhere this year i don't know if it's going to be with you but my flight is taken off. My destination is ahead. And my calling is important. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah to his holy name. Hallelujah to his holy name. Listen, I'm committed. I'm driven. I used to... Th- that it was just a certain kind of people. But I believe that if you, if you are living for something greater than you, you can find that purpose. You can prepare. And your preparation, saints, is what's important.